0: Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, great to work with Emma, you can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. This is going to be another case study slash client inspired. I mean, realistically, all of the podcasts are client inspired, but case study slash client inspired podcast because the last one got some really great feedback and people found it very useful so I'm really pleased to hear that and thank you for your feedback it helps me decide what would be best for the podcast basically so this topic came up a few times this week with actually numerous clients and it's so so common so this is going to be a really important one to delve into and it's essentially the feeling that You just cannot be bothered with dieting anymore. That maybe feeling like you're putting in more effort than the reward you're getting out. When you feel like giving up. And this often manifests as, I just don't want to be thinking about food all the time. I don't want to have to track calories. I don't want to have to plan ahead. I don't want to worry about food choices. Like I just cannot be bothered. I want to give up. And this is, like I said, such a common feeling. And it has far more to do with your perception of dieting or the actions that you're taking, whether that is about diet or the gym or getting your steps in or whatever it is, than it does to do with the actions themselves. And this is such a hard concept to get your head around, but it's so, so important. It's the difference in mindset between I have to do this and I get to do this. And this is true in with any action in any context, your perception of actions will define how you feel about doing them and thus how much you resent the process or embrace the process and how much you find those choices empowering or what's the right word controlling maybe disempowering (laughs) the opposite of empowering if you're telling yourself you get to exercise, that you get to go for a walk, that a walk, that you get to go for a walk, that you get to fill your body with healthy, nutritious food, and that dieting is a privilege and that you are choosing to do it. As soon as you're choosing to do something, that is an empowered choice. It is not being forced upon you. And once you get into this headspace, then you will have a completely different experience than when you're stuck in this kind of victim mentality of, I have to do this. And this mindset, not just in health and fitness choices, like, this is often what I'm talking about in relation to diet, but these mindsets actually change your whole life. Like, I found that firsthand. Like, as soon as you change the way you're looking at all of the things that you do in your life, from, like, I have to do this to I get to do this, or more broadly, like, finding fun in things and not always waiting for the end result because who actually knows what that's going to be or when that's going to come and it's never as sweet as what you think and things change all the time and if you're always waiting for something then you're not enjoying what you're doing at the moment. Changing the way that you look at the actions that you're taking will enhance your enjoyment of life. If you focus on the benefits of your actions, if you choose to view things as something that you get to do not something that you have to do, you will have a far happier and more enjoyable existence. And there isn't much more important than that. And this takes time. You won't just listen to this and wake up tomorrow and be like, woohoo, I get to go to work. I'm so happy about that. And it might take some effort initially to get yourself in this headspace and to question your thoughts. And you will have to consciously make a choice to change your mindset. It's not going to happen by accident. But over time this becomes habitual and you naturally start to see positives as opposed to negatives. And when it comes to dieting and kind of resenting the process a little bit or just feeling a bit meh and out of motivation and frustrated with it, just remember that losing fat doesn't and shouldn't have to take over your whole life. The whole point is that you live your life to the fullest while you're also creating a deficit, a manageable deficit, which means that while you're doing all the things that you enjoy doing and living your life, you're also losing body fat. Life is too short to be miserable while you lose body fat. Like it doesn't have to be that way. And the likelihood is that approach will not work. But where people misinterpret this is that Because of what I've said about, oh, life's a bit too short to be, you know, to not enjoy yourself. Like people use this line all the time, life's too short. What I'm not saying is that you should change your actions. What I'm saying is that sometimes, and in fact, a lot of the time, it's not the action that needs to change. It's your mindset or your perception of that action. If you are telling yourself you are restricted all the time, then you will be. If you're telling yourself that dieting is a privilege... And I'm going to do it because I love and respect my body and because I deserve to feel my best and because I want to enjoy a long and healthy and happy life. Then it might be the exact same actions, but they feel completely different and the results are completely different, too. And I genuinely think that this is why my clients get better results than other people's because of the mindset coming into this, because a lot of the principles are the same. I know loads and loads of excellent coaches that will give you you know, great calorie targets, great macro targets, but sometimes people don't quite realise the importance of how you're thinking about these things. That's why I've done 400-odd, I mean, like, realistically, with all the podcasts, probably a 1,000 podcasts trying to get people's headspace in the right... Headspace in the right space? I mean, I should probably use a different word, but my internal vocabulary is quite low today. (laughs) I'm trying to get people in the right headspace to make these changes in an enjoyable way so that they can enjoy their life while they're reaching their goals and that actually makes life even more enjoyable like what is life without the pursuit of something god I'm very philosophical today (laughs) okay right I'm getting back to my point oh actually I wanted to make I wanted to make a point about What is probably quite an extreme example of the importance of having purpose behind actions. And meaningless tasks are a form of torture. Like in the Greek myth, is it Sisyphus? Do you know what? I'm pretty sure it's a word that someone with a borderline lisp cannot say. Sisyphus? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, there's a myth. It's a Greek myth where Zeus punishes. Someone for, I actually don't know. <laughs> I should have probably looked up this myth before I started. Anyway, he's punished for something. I'm not 100% sure what. Let's say he did something bad, right? Maybe I shouldn't think of something. Anyway, he's, he's done something bad, this person, slash this god. I don't know. Is he a god? Is he a person? Greek mythology confuses me slightly, partly because it's so <laughs> erratic and made up. But anyway, his punishment is to push a boulder up a hill, and then for it to roll down, he has to push the boulder back up the hill again forever, because it's a meaningless task, a hard and meaningless task. And this was actually also used as a form of torture in Nazi Germany, where they had people in concentration camps carry bags of salt from one side of the camp to the other side, only to be told that they need to then carry them back like pointless things. This is torture. If you do not understand why you're taking your actions and you can't see the benefit of them, then of course you get bored of taking them or you get resentful because you don't see the huge benefits that you're doing. Like even if we just look at steps, you might think, "Oh, it's a bit tedious going and getting my steps in," but if you could see the health benefits, the longevity, the improvement of quality of life, like the such massive benefits, but they're very hard to quantify. Because they're not objective, like a drop on the scale weight. Like, actually, they're so much more important than that, but they're also much harder to quantify. So my point here was that the same actions with meaning and with purpose are not half as painful. Like, if you were taking a bag of salt over to the other side of a, I mean, hopefully not a concentration camp, but if you were doing some what might seem like quite menial task, but actually it was contributing to building a home that you love or helping make an... I'm just thinking what they were using the salt for. I mean, it almost definitely wasn't cooking, but now that's where my head has gone. So making an amazing meal. Like, if you were told to just, I don't know, chop potatoes and then you were just going to throw them in the bin, like, you would find that a really quite a painful task. But if you knew that that was going to turn into the most amazing mashed potato... Something, then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's absolutely worth it." I'm excited for the end result. If you can see that your hard work is going somewhere, the next point I want to make on this is to take the pressure off fat loss and focus on enjoying the journey because the journey is life. Here is a little task actually for you to try, and do let me know if you do this because I would be interested and. Honestly, these little things, I know sound like such cute, but this is kind of how I do things in life. Like, I love reframing things. I love trying to find positives and things. And it becomes a bit of a game. And I just think it improves life. But anyway, the task is identify anything in your life that you resent at the moment and try to reframe it by giving it meaning. Like, why are you actually doing it? So, for example, it might be like, I hate paying tax. Okay, but actually that means that you've earned more money. Unless, of course, you're doing something dodgy, but let's not go down that route. If you are paying more tax, it means that you have earned more, which if you're a coach, hopefully means that you've also helped more people. So as much as you resent the paying of the tax, actually, it's a really good sign that you are having a positive impact on the world and on your clients, you would hope. Also, with the caveat of "You would hope, but that tax money could be if we didn 't have a Tory government going to you know incredible causes and helping people that maybe need that money a little bit more than you do, or services like the NHS or whatever else tax money is spent on, like keeping the roads running. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to stick to my fat loss analogies because I clearly don't really understand um, what tax money is spent on. Although I don't think many people do. Anyway, another example might be you hate cleaning your house. But actually, cleaning your house leaves you with the opportunity to enjoy that space and enjoy being in it. And that you have a home to clean is also a pretty incredible thing. And you can make the process more enjoyable, or at least less unenjoyable by putting on some music, or watching your favourite show, or better yet, listening to your favourite podcast, which is hopefully this. And if you haven't left a review, then please do. Oh, that rhymed as well. Much like, actually, probably a more applicable example for most people, if you do not enjoy exercise, you can make it more enjoyable by A, reminding yourself of the incredible benefits of exercise. Not only will that make it more enjoyable and give it more purpose, but there's actually incredible research showing that knowing the benefits of exercise, specifically the health benefits of exercise and of activity, increase the health benefits of the same exercise and activity. I know that kind of will blow your mind, it blows mine as well, but there is research to prove this, that knowing That going for a walk or something is beneficial to your health, will actually improve your health. Now whether that's by stress reduction or more endorphin release or expectations, I don't know. We don't know the exact causes, but we know that it occurs. And this is partly why it's so important that as a coach I explain to you some of the health benefits. You might be like, I don't really care, like just tell me what to do. I'm like, no, but look, Walking after a meal is going to reduce the glucose load of your meal, which means that you'll have a better metabolic health and blah, blah, blah. And People are probably like, Emma, please, just just let me enjoy my walk. You don't need to tell me everything. But it's so important because that actually could mean that you are getting more of that benefit. And it also probably means that you're going to do it more often, right? If you know the power of post walking, which, by the way, just means that you will clear blood glucose quicker... And could be very useful if you are type 2 diabe- diabetic <laughs> type two diabetic or pre-diabetic. Um, then maybe you're more likely to do that. Then maybe you see a point in it after a meal. Even when it's a little bit raining, you're like, oh, actually, no, I can't be bothered. And you're like, oh, no, actually, I know the specific benefits of this, so I'm more likely to do it. The second point I wanted to make about enjoying exercise more is you can make it fun. Go with a friend. Do a form of exercise that you enjoy, even if it isn't quote-unquote optimal. Put on an amazing podcast like this. Or, you know, maybe what might be slightly more motivational, some music. Make the tasks that you don't enjoy that much A, meaningful, B, connect with the purpose behind them, and C, more enjoyable. On this note, I've also noticed quite an awful trait whereby we make things that were once enjoyable unenjoyable by how we label them. So when I was at uni reading journals felt like work and as a result I didn't really enjoy it. I felt like I had to do it and on some level I absolutely resented that. And a few months after I graduated I realised I actually kind of missed reading science and I started doing it for joy, fun, pleasure, whatever. I am a bit of a geek. But by labelling it as work or as studying like, that, those words have negative connotations to them for most people, which makes them, like, expected to be unenjoyable. And a lot of the things that I could quite easily call, quote-unquote, work, and, and kind of link with all of these negative connotations of work, are actually things that I would do for fun. Like, that I really, really enjoy doing. And you have to be careful that how you're labelling things isn't actually ruining your enjoyment of them. And reminding yourself of this and that you actually enjoy these things completely changes your approach to them. Your enjoyment of a task or an action, and more broadly your enjoyment of life, is so heavily dependent on your expectations of, or even just how you perceive the actions that you're doing. For example, I absolutely feel like I get to do this podcast, that I get to do check-ins and I'm lucky that my job is also something that I'm massively passionate about. But I think if you start looking for positives and enjoyment, you will find them in your own work situations too, even if you're not lucky enough to be able to do a job that you are massively passionate about and maybe your passions lie outside of work. But if you reconnect with the purpose for that, even if you think actually the purpose of me going to work is so that I can enjoy this hobby that I really enjoy outside of work or so that I can provide for my family or so that I can send my daughter to the best ballet school ever or blah, 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 whatever it might be for you. Reconnecting to that purpose completely changes the way you're looking at your actions. And this happens a lot with dieting and exercise, which is exactly why if you are resenting diet and exercise, I really want you to take the pressure off. And actually remind yourself of what you enjoy. Like most of my clients actually enjoy exercise. At least they do until they start telling themselves that they have to exercise. And most people actually enjoy eating foods that will nourish them until they start putting all this dieting pressure on themselves or telling themselves that they can't have this food and they can only have this food. And I know that for the two or three clients that inspired this episode in particular, that this is true, that actually they do really like exercise and they actually do really like eating well. It's just they've put that little bit too much pressure on themselves. And if we just took that pressure off dieting, they would actually choose a lot of the actions and behaviours that they are currently doing and the ones that they're currently doing and kind of resenting. They would choose and see it as an empowered choice, not because they've changed their actions, but because they've changed their mindset. If this episode resonates with you, and it's something that you know that you want to change, I would start journaling on this daily because it will require conscious effort to change your mindset. And journaling is, in my opinion, the best way to do it. It is a daily reminder of how you want to show up and how you want to view the world. And the happiest and most positive people aren't the people that have it all, but they are the people that see the good more than the bad. And the likelihood is They had to do the work to get there because we are predisposed to negativity. The negativity bias is very real. It is our tendency to see the negative in things more than we see the positives. Like we're predisposed to that, which means you have to do work to bring you closer to seeing the positives. And before I wrap up this episode, I'm also about about to kind of argue with myself a little bit as usual, because I said that the happiest and most positive people tend not to, to have the most objectively better lives right but they are to an extent also more likely to however it's important to identify causality here so we often observe people like this who are so positive seem so successful and seems to kind of have it all and we think that they are happy and positive because they have these material things or because they are successful but interestingly, research suggests that it is the other way around, i.e. the causality is the other way around, that happier and more positive people are more likely to be successful. And thus, these two things do coincide, but not for the reasons that many people think. And I'll likely do a full podcast on this because I find it so interesting. And I've become a little bit obsessed with um, this book called The Happiness Advantage, which is incredible and I would recommend it. And it will also help you instill what I've been speaking about today. So this change in mindset around how you're approaching life in general, but I mean, specifically for this podcast, how you're approaching diet and exercise. And doing this work will leave you a happier, healthier person who enjoys their life more. And I think the most important point I want to get across here is you don't objectively need to change anything. Like, It's not the actions, it's your thought processes around them. A lot of the time, obviously, sometimes it actually is the actions, right? But in this situation, it is often, more often than not, not the actions that need to change, but how you're thinking about them. I hope that you have found this useful. And if you are interested in working with me on this, then head over to esgfitness.co.uk. Thank you as ever for your time and attention. If you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me, head over to esgfitness.co.uk. There is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets which I hope you will find useful. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Please tag me in your stories at esgfitness or shoot me a message and if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode why not share it with them thanks guys